Hi and welcome to Let's Talk Gambling, a program on behalf of PGF Services. And of course with Andrew Brown, health promoter and counsellor, Josh and myself, Graham. And it's really warm in the studio because the aircon's failed. So guys, welcome to a very warm room. Thank you, and it is pleasantly warm. And I think if you hear dead air, it means we've all melted. Exactly. <laughs> well actually, often a tangent already... When we were in, in the other building, we got a contract to record some um, audio for Radio New Zealand. And the aircon plant wasn't installed at that stage. And the guy who was doing the voicing literally passed out from the heat. Really? And yeah, so a you know, small confined room. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's, that's a total side issue. And that kind of sums up what we said before we started. I bet we go off on tangents. <laughs> Bound to. Bound Definitely. To. Yeah. Well, it's the... Start of the new year, the end of the old year, and so what's the news kicking around at the moment? Well, um, there is a news item I'm going to talk about, but prior to that, I've just thought on top of my head, we are having, at the moment, as far as I know, our gambling conference in um, March of this year, but when it was planned, it was all to be in Wellington, and who knows, under the system as it is now, whether it will be a virtual one or a real one. And I, I honestly have no idea. Well, how many people would turn up? <laughs> because you mean real people or virtual ones? Or in, in, um, in real life, because under the uh, red traffic light, you're limited to 100 people. Well, that's another, another aspect of it. And I have no idea, um, but I suspect it will probably be hybridised. Mm. Um, so it will be a... a, a Partly virtual, partly actual. Because the thing is, there's a common sense factor here, isn't there? COVID's going to race through our our, our world. That's a fact of life. Mm-hmm. So we have to play the odds and say, where can I go that is safe compared to the risk of, like, who's going to go to a rock concert these days? Mm-hmm. No, um, not at all. But the, the statistics show one of the safest places to go is the supermarket. Believe it or not, so is that because everyone's wearing a mask? I guess so. Yeah. Ah, so it's nothing to do with the open spaces and the movement. It's more yeah, about I, masks. I, I guess they're all factors, but um, supermarkets rate is one of the lowest uh, ways to, for it to transmit. Now that was under Delta. We're under Omicron now, so mm. who knows? Different, anyway, different animal. Look at yeah. that. We've managed to go off on a tangent yeah. again. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll, I'll start with the um, prominent New Zealand sportsman who impersonated and stole more than 40000 from his grandfather and deceived a friend out of 60000 The reason I'm bringing it here is because gambling was a big part of um, this equation and I think it's, it opens up, for me, a fascinating um Discussion about sports and gambling, and and this person remains nameless, but like Voldemort, um, he who we will not name, he or she, but mm. nonetheless is current and it's happened. Well, it, it's more current and as well in that there's been a case in was it Hamilton with the DHB um, where they were defrauded of. I forget the number. Here we are. Two hundred twenty-eight. Right, and and there's another one just come on on the news today. Um, a charity worker in Otago has defrauded his grandfather of one hundred and fifty thousand because of online gambling. So, 
there's three. We have an interesting mix. Mm. Well, I, I was going to have my little rant about Go sports and gambling. Um, I'm always fascinated with that combination because, as I, Josh and I were talking about this on the way up, and to me, um, for most sport codes, there is a, a prime period of when they are in their zone and when they are in their sort of prime in terms of ability and performance, and then it trails off. And for, for some, um, that becomes an, a gateway to other things and they plan ahead and do other other stuff. So they have a long-term plan that goes well beyond that um, prime period. But there's probably others who um, maybe don't have the same foresight and when they're, maybe they think that their um, sporting time will go on forever but it has a, it's finite. And um, I guess the part that, I, that always has occurred to me is that when that comes to a close and their performance starts to trail off and they lose their prominence or their ability, um, and if gambling has happened to be a part of their life or they come across gambling, it's disaster, disastrous. And the disastrous bit is that uh, high-achieving sports people have a, a kind of a mindset that says practice enough and you'll win. Right. And if you've learned, if you've achieved that in your sporting time, that mindset sticks around. Um, unfortunately, when you uh, put that into gambling, you're going from something that couldn't care less about how much you practice. It's all about chance. Indeed. And I end of my speech. <laughs> yeah, just to sort of to, to sort of go on from that. You've got people who have been involved in in sport successfully for for a long period of time and and they probably think similar to what they used to do when they were on the field. Obviously, the more practice they put in and the more knowledge that they gain about mm. the specific topic the more success they're going to have. Mm. But but when it comes to, to, to games of chance like that, yes, you can do all the research in the world. And, and I follow a lot of sport, and I could sit here and tell you who should win everything, really, based on mm. Fat mm. statistics and facts. Mm. And But once that ball is kicked off or, or bowled or in cricket, it, it, it doesn't make, mean anything. Yeah. You, you don't know... You know, what's been going on behind the scenes? Is it a happy team? And what so often happens in sport, you know, at the end... Of, well, let's take a recent example of this. Bangladesh beating the Black Caps. Wasn't that wonderful? Yeah. Mm. Nobody would have given Bangladesh a chance. Exactly. Especially not me. Not a chance. But I think at the end of the day, I think New Zealand took them thought they probably only had to turn up to win. And Bangladesh wanted it more. And sometimes in sport, it's not for a minute saying that Bangladesh are a better team than New Zealand overall. They're not. But on that particular occasion, they wanted it more. Mm. Mm. And that's the sort of stuff that you just can't factor into mm. to gambling and, and no matter how, how much research or anything you do. Indeed. And mm. you see it in all sports all over the place. A very lowly ranked English football team recently yeah. beat one of the um, Premier League guys. Uh, 
Who mm. ever saw that coming? Yeah. Happens in tennis as well, with you know. Mind you, you have to get into the tournament first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so as I say, it always fascinates me, and I've, I've seen it in my work where um, people have that, have had that degree of success in whatever the sport has been, and mm. they ex- have an expectation or a belief or both, they can somehow translate that into their gambling. And if they practice enough, they gamble enough, get better at it in the belief that they have uh, practiced and practiced, worked in the sport, uh, and that mindset will keep them in the occasional win will probably spur them on. And if they choose a particular sport that replicates what they were good at, probably adds to the the confirmation for them that they'll they'll do all right. Is it it also made worse or amplified, perhaps, by the lifestyle they live? I was just coming to that, with the money. If if they, the whole professionalisation of sport, we were talking about this as well, and the high standard of the income, um, which obviously they want to replicate or continue mm. um, after their their prime years have gone and so it becomes a it, I don't mean to be gloom and doom but it can for some become a disaster mm. um, and and what happens then for some is if it, the formula isn't working then the only alternative is to find other ways of getting more money to keep the gambling going that's right and they may not have begun ever believing they could stoop to exploiting other people, but in the case of this person, um, that happened. And there was probably a level of trust by the sound of it. Um, friends trust people with money, so they lend them. Mm, but when you read that court case, um, he even generated false emails between a fictitious lawyer and so mm. there was a whole extra level of deception yeah. that was required to do that scam. But we also know that when there's a, an addiction behind it, sure. that, that um, provides the, the motivation to do all that deception. And, and the biggest person they deceive is actually themselves, mm, yeah. thinking that what's wrong is right and they deserve it and I'm owed that and all those sorts yeah. of factors. I mean, yeah. m- money is, you know, a driving factor in a lot of things. And, and if you look at a lot of these players, and, and the prominent Warriors player who was um, recently, you know, charged with, um, I believe, importation of methamphetamine. Mm. I mean, we all know who he is, but I don't see the need to really sure. to say his name mm-hmm. particularly. But um, I think there's another example of someone who got used to a lifestyle in professional sport probably came out of it with no idea now I'm this is a summation mm. probably came out of it with no idea what he was going to do he's seen selling drugs as, a, as an easy way to maintain a lifestyle that he was accustomed to and right. and these sort of people that don't plan and let's face it they have the time mm. and they have the money to be able to plan for a bit but if you don't and all of a sudden you're left with your income nowhere near what you have been used to and probably you know luxurious cars and this and that and you've got to keep paying for a lot of them do turn to um things that are that are not lawful mm. in terms of drugs and prostitution mm. and 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 the like 
Mm. I have heard a number of interviews programs done on on the high level sports groups mm. um, where they actually take the the younger players aside and actually mm. try and teach them those skills. Um, yeah, it does highlight a, a really serious issue around the whole um, need for inbuilt long term planning. That mm. many of us don't have that hardwired into us, um, but in the case of sports and professionalisation and high incomes for those that do well, it's a hazard. Um, you know, how many do think that far ahead or are blessed to have someone who can see what is needed to see them through the years beyond that? Yes, a, a good fatherly figure, if I can use the sexist stereotype, who actually mm. takes the younger guys under his wing and actually guides them to um, yeah. the future. Yeah. So, I mean, I know we, <clears throat> this is all about gambling, but there is that broader issue of, mm. of that long-term visionary approach that probably needs to be built into all the, the those high-earning sports. Mm. Tell you, Andrew, what intrigued me of the three that have happened, been reported this week, two of them are online gambling. The third mm. one... Um, I'm not quite sure where they gambled, um, but the two of them are actually defined as having an online yeah, gambling issue. That. Yeah, and and we, as as I know, the online gambling is becoming more and more prominent. Yes, we still have the um, face-to-face pokies, but the online world is so full of opportunity and it is hard to regulate. It is also very difficult um, even for the gamblers themselves who get caught up in it, to stop and realise, oh, there is a there is a way through this. There are things they can do. Um, in my experience, most of the ones I've seen had no idea that the, um, there are things they can do mm. to arrest their gambling. And that, um, as I have probably said in previous times, online gambling is so accessible. In a world where we carry, so all of us nearly, carry devices everywhere. Um, and many of the people I'm aware of don't just do it in the comfort of home. There'll be some that um, use a bit of work time or break time, morning, tea, mm. whenever. It, it might only take a minute, a couple of minutes. Well, it's supposed to go into any lunchroom around the place, whether it be um, a giant multinational or a a small panel beating business. Yeah. But um, at the break times, everyone's got their phone out. So who's doing Facebook and who's doing gambling? <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah, yeah. it's it, you walk through restaurants mm. and and couples aren't talking to each other no. any longer. They're sitting there texting and, <laughs> and reading their devices. Yeah. I seen a very good cartoon about this a while ago, and um, it was a picture of a of a man and a woman <clears> in, <throat> in a house. You know, sort of. And they were like, um, "Let's make an appointment to <laughs> let's let's make an a, an appointment for an evening to play with our phones <laughs> in company <laughs> of others." <laughs> and it was sort of like um, describing, yeah, I guess the um, I guess the modern world. But it, it's interesting talking about online gambling again. And when we've mentioned this before, it, it, it's the desensitisation, easy for me mm-hmm. to say, of money. Mm. You know, having an an amount on a screen is not the same of 
me pulling out wads of notes. Right, no. It's not it the same. What, what, as we said before, why do casinos turn your money into chips? Because the chips <clears throat> do not have the same tangible value of cash. Yeah. This is how online gambling works. It's very easy just to type in numbers with your credit card, then you've got money <clears throat> in there, and the money on the screen does not seem real like it would be if you were then, oh, now I've got to hand over more notes. Mm. So that, that, that's that's where the difficulty becomes with the, with with online gambling. And um, I, I'm sure, Andrew, you, you see this quite often. People just really being flabbergasted by how much money and time they're spent on these devices because of the ease of it. Mm. Yeah. And online is, um, I mean, a few years ago when it was a bit less prominent, I... When I first in- encountered someone who um, was on quite a good income, I was astounded um, by the amounts of money they would get through in a very short space of time. Mm. And there was no limit, in a sense. Right. Now, another factor that comes up, and again, in two out of three of these cases, is the fact that it's been, the crime has been perpetuated, that's the word, is that the word? Perpetuated, yeah. It, against an older person. Uh, yeah. One, one, well, both two, two, two grandfathers, both cases, and, and I, that's elder yeah. abuse. And I remember um, I had a fascinated audience over at the um, the club over the tracks here in Wyke and I when I I went and did a presentation there a couple of years ago for Rotary, I think it was, um, and I explained we talked about I was there to talk about gambling, but I talked about the. Um, the potential for elder abuse and I could see I was talking to an older audience and they were fascinated and I thought um, how often it's not really a conversational piece to talk about elder abuse but I integrated that into into the presentation on gambling and I could see some thoughtful looks on, Mm. on the face of some of those people there and I was questioning quite a lot um so if people aren't made aware, they don't think about it. And then it happens, and then they do mm. think about it, obviously. And there are things to think about. When you're setting up the um, authority, the um, empowering... What's it? Enduring power of attorney. Of attorney. Oh, we, yeah. We've just done that for for Heather, my wife's mm-hmm. um, father. Now, the lawyer who helped us set them up, so while Andrew, Heather's brother is the primary driver of the enduring power, Heather is also involved. So there, so there's always a, 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 check. a, a check in place. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I'm not um, casting dispersions on my brother-in-law whatsoever, but I thought that was a very wise thing for the lawyer to, to, to say to us. Actually, if while one person does need to make the decisions... It's wise to have a second person, family member, overseeing them. Oh, yes. And, so, I, and when you put a gambler into that formula, it raises another really thorny issue, and that is um, when a loving, caring parent wants a, a will to go two or four equal ways, uh, and then all of a sudden they have, to, they have a debt incurred as a result of a son or a daughter that um, ramps up a few hundred thousand in online gambling, being a loving and caring parent, yes, they might bail them out. They then have a debt, um, or the parent mm. probably carry that debt. And if they're getting on in age, they also know their life is running out. 
how do they safeguard and ensure an equitable settlement or will is takes that into account. And I tell you, it takes it raises a whole lot of very thorny issues. Indeed, indeed and it does. if, if um, preparation isn't made or for that event, it, it um, could create a lot of angst within a family. Well, as we've talked about over the years, these gambling issue events aren't solitary. They encompass the wider family, mm-hmm. and the circle just gets bigger and bigger um, as the as the size of the. Well, no, money isn't necessarily the. the oh the, no, it, it, it isn't the total of money that's the issue. It's the breakdown of trust and family and all those things. And position, too. yeah. And the, the difficulty can become in those situations too, about even if you potentially wanted to take it further as the older person and, you know, get the money back. If I, if I manage to trick Graham here, and I would um, highly advise him not to do this, <laughs> to, to, um, to give me access <clears throat> to his internet banking <clears throat> and then I transferred the money... It's a grey area because you've given me access to your internet banking. Mm. They actually do not have to give you the money back yes. because you have willingly, willingly if I've snuck in without your permission, that's different. But if yes. you've given me access to mm. it or or given you or you've given me your bank card, they do not have to pay it back. Indeed, and th- these are all the issues that families need to think about very, well, And very the very thing you mentioned, which is a really good safeguard, and I, I'm aware of a, a, a similar version to that, um, which involves the public trust um, and a partnership between them and the family member who's the EPOA in charge of finance. Uh, same kind of thing. Why have another person outside the family? Well, why indeed? Um, you have a check in the system. Indeed. To keep everything yep. covered. Mm. Yeah. But problem gambling and debt can really mess all that up unless parents are very prepared and make good provision mm. um, and fair provision so that if they do pass away, uh, it will be taken care of in an incredible way. Right. Well, I guess we watch this spot and see what develops in the court cases around these three yeah. over next month. It'll be very interesting. Mm. And yeah. in the end, nobody wins. <laughs> there's there's broken relationship, no. broken mm. families, no. broken trust. Yeah. 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 No, nobody wins in that situation. Mm. No, not at all. Okay. So we do you realise it's almost. 29 degrees in here at the moment. <laughs> Once it gets to 30 degrees, that's it. We're that's walking it, we're out. out. That's it. We're on strike. So you've got one degree to tell us about the new TAB. Hurry up, John. So none of us had actually heard of this guy, but um, his name is Mike Todd with one D, not two. He's been announced mm-hmm. as a TAB New Zealand's new chief executive officer. He has held senior roles with TVNZ, Fonterra, Air New Zealand, Combank of Australia. He is a former member of MasterCard's Asia Pacific Advisory Board, is a director of Queenstown Airport and is also an advisor to Live Ocean Racing. He is a graduate of the Harvard Business School's Advanced Management Program and the University's Sustainable Leadership Program and is also a fellow of the Chartered Institute of Marketing. 
His appointment and those areas of focus will allow the TAB to drive further revenue growth through our racing and sporting stakeholders. Mike's global experience with New Zealand in particular as Chief Marketing and Customer Officer, where he has led the resurgence of the brand and delivery of proactive and senior innovations internationally, places the New Zealand TAB in a strong position to meet its financial potential and deliver upon the expectations of his stakeholders. So... Long story short, I think that's probably a pretty big coup for the New Zealand TAB. Yes, that, that's, mm. a, that's a very impressive CV. Yeah. yeah. So I just thought I'd mention that because right. it is a primera, one of the primary gambling institutions. Mm. Well, prob- well, no, pro- you'd probably say Lotto is probably number one, but mm. they'd certainly be number two, wouldn't they? Mm. Yes, indeed, yeah. Yeah, and the TAB are probably needing a very good creative, visionary, long-term approach to all that they can figure lies ahead or make provision for. So that's my tuppence worth anyway. Mm. Very timely. I think you're probably right. Yeah, and I th- I, as I say, from the outside looking in, I think they've probably done pretty well. Indeed, mm. indeed. Well, guys, I think the, the temperature's going to get the better of me in a minute, and we've just about come to time anyway, so um, let's meet here again in a few weeks' time, and we'll catch up on the various bits and pieces and see where court cases are going. We and, will indeed. Indeed. And, yeah, Okay. Right, you'll be listening to Let's Talk Gambling with Andrew Brown, Health Promotion Counsellor, Josh and myself, Graham, in this programme on behalf of PGF Services. Thanks, guys. This programme is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.